Hello and welcome to the Inside OSU podcast. I'm Julia Benbrook. Today we're talking all things agriculture. Find out how the Ferguson College of Agriculture handled the transition to online learning, how to access the extension offices during the COVID-19 pandemic, and how the overall industry has been impacted. Lyndall Stout, who serves as the Director of Agricultural Communications, is talking with Dr. Thomas Kuhn, who serves as the Dean of the Ferguson College of Agriculture and the Vice President for Agricultural Programs on this episode of the Inside OSU podcast. Let's dive right in and talk about agriculture in general in Oklahoma. It's, of course, a busy time of year any year, but there are added layers uh, this year, of course. What is your take? Well, it, you're right. It, it is always an active time of year. We get really excited at this time of year because we're having field days for our wheat production and uh, the research and the extension programs around the wheat and other winter crops. Farmers are getting ready to put in summer crops. Actually, some are already going in uh, corn and they're getting ready to put cotton in. Uh, so it's exciting in that way. There's also kind of the transition on the uh, livestock side, particularly with beef, uh, because a lot of the calves that were produced this spring, they're, they're growing rapidly, we hope, and, and uh, nursing well. The ones that were produced uh, last fall are, uh, are going off to market and uh, hopefully are fattened up pretty well from grazing on all of that wonderful wheat that we've had. So it is a big transition time generally for Oklahoma agriculture. This year, the transition is a whole order of magnitude greater and more complex. With that in mind, what kind of guidance would you have for Oklahomans during this time and and Oklahoma producers? Obviously, we lean into education during times like this. We're here to serve everyone along that whole supply chain, from the producers and the industries that support them, to the transportation and marketing uh, organizations and and companies, uh, and all the way to the consumer, so that they can understand why there might be disruptions in the the supply chain right now, and what they can do about it, the kind of planning that they can do, and so on. So it's, uh, it's been extremely tumultuous for the producers. On on the livestock side and beef in particular, the markets are just extremely unpredictable. And there's a lot of uncertainty and markets hate uncertainty. And so what that means is that producers who are producing those calves that are going off to to, uh, grazing or perhaps to feed yards or uh, the finished livestock, the finished steers and heifers that may be going off to to harvest, um, the producers just aren't getting anything near the value that they expected out of those because of the uncertainty in the market. It's compounded by the fact that on the harvest side and on the uh, processing, uh, the, uh, the facilities are also facing shortages of labor. People are, are coming down sick with COVID or, uh, or, or they're putting in processes to protect their workers from being infected, so greater distance and so on, which means it slows down the process that we, we rely upon. And, and, you know, it's not like you've got a can of something that you can put on the shelf in the warehouse for six months and bring it back out. These are live animals. They are ready for market when they're ready for market. And that means that if you keep them longer, you have to feed them. So the expense goes up. 
plus our facilities that process them are not equipped to handle larger animals. So it, it's extremely challenging for our producers. And I think it's important for consumers to understand what a strain this is currently on our farmers and ranchers. On the crop side, our producers were looking at a wonderful wheat crop, just fantastic in the way it's grown and matured and so on. We got hammered with a frost and it takes about a week to 10 days to start to see the impacts of that and we're seeing it now. And in parts of the state, southwestern Oklahoma in particular, there may not be much to harvest there. On the consumer side, they go to the store uh, and you know try to keep social distancing and wear their masks and all those kinds of good practices. And they get there and the shelves, some of the shelves may be bare. Uh, and, and part of it's because of what's happening here on the, on the processing side. Uh, the crops are being grown, the, the livestock are being grown, but they aren't able to get to the market sometimes because of these disruptions. This time of year, a lot of people rely on OSU Extension all year long, really, but especially this time of year, there are usually uh, field days at uh, extension sites and, and research sites around the state. Extension is closed, but those educators are still working. People can still tap into the resources of extension, right? Absolutely, and, and you know what a tremendous workforce we have. These people are so loyal. Our, our educators in the county offices and our state specialists and area specialists who provide them with expertise to, to relay out. So our, our staff in the county offices are not working from their county offices now. Like everyone else, they're working from home, but they're still working. So they're available by phone. They're available by email. If the call goes into the county office, in each county, we have a different way of handling that, but ultimately, if you leave the message, the message gets to the educators and the educators will follow up by phone, email, text, whatever, and even uh, even making visits. If someone has a, a concern in a, in a field that they, they want to have a check for a particular insect pest or, or plant disease or something like that, they can leave a message or, or talk with the educator and say, hey, I think I've got downy mildew. Would you come out and check it? Um, and you know, where is the field and so on? And the educator can go out and do that. And if, if, whether the farmer is there or not, uh, if the farmer's there, of course, we want them to keep distant and so on and communicate by, by speaking loudly in the field. But we can still do those kinds of services. We've also pivoted to doing a lot more of our program delivery online. We've got Zoom sessions every week uh, for veterinarians uh, through uh, with Dr. Rosalind Biggs uh, in the vet school and, and a number of different things like that going on where we're trying to get information out as best we can. It's not just production ag. There's a lot of activities and programs for families and gardeners as well. Absolutely. So for example, our 4-H educators have been extremely creative in coming up with ways to uh, get uh, experiences out for youth uh, who may be at home uh, and maybe they need a break in the middle of the day, or perhaps uh, they, they've arranged for their 4-H club to meet online. Uh, and so our educators are doing all kinds of things along that line to keep youth involved and learning. You know, the, one of the beauties of 4-H is that young people have an opportunity to pursue their curiosity and direct their own learning. Well, you know, so we're just trying to put as much content out there on the internet 
through our, our safe and secure websites so that youth can, can benefit from that, learn from that, experience that, you know, practice their, their music and, and learn how to record themselves and uh, produce it and so on. So all kinds of youth activities that we have. We even had a, a dress review, several different uh, counties, we've had dress reviews online as a, a way to, to keep youth involved. And so, you know, I think a lot of parents are finding as they're trying to understand how to keep their children busy and, and active in their learning, they're finding there are resources here on our website that are extremely helpful for that. Let's talk about research now. It's the foundation that fuels extension work. But what's going on with the Oklahoma Agricultural Experiment Station during this time? We've really uh, been continuing the research that we had underway, by and large. Um, it, it, it's, it's, we're doing it differently. So, for example, people, uh, our, our staff have to keep socially distanced, whether they're in the field or, or in the lab. Uh, and uh, our, our travel is, is different because we can't have five people piled into one vehicle, that kind of thing. So, you know, we're, we're having to make adjustments, but we're still doing the research that we've been doing. It's a critical time right now for our wheat research team to be able to get out and evaluate the variety trials that we have, 22 or 23 locations around the state. Uh, we've got research going on with applications of different fungicides. We've got, uh, we're gearing up for research on our uh, summer crops, you know, the uh, milo that's going in, cotton, corn, and soy, and so on. So all that research is going on. We still have cow-calf operations, you know, on our research ranges where uh, we're, we're monitoring our cows and their, their calves and how they're responding. So the research enterprise is still very much ongoing. We can't wait, you know. It, it, the, everything is tied to the season and the time of year, and so we really have to stay with that. A lot of adapting all the way around. Perhaps the highest level of adapting has been with our students and faculty moving classes online. Now we're nearing the end of the semester. Some students are graduating. What is the status there? Well, we, uh, I just have to tip my hat to our faculty and our students because we went into spring break expecting to come back from spring break and have the rest of the semester and all of the banquets and award ceremonies and so on culminating in commencement. And during spring break, at the beginning of spring break, we learned that actually that's not going to happen. And so faculty had to adapt in about a week and a half to converting the course that they had been teaching in a face-to-face -face format to delivering it online. Now, a lot of our faculty have been teaching online, so they know how it works. But the way you teach online is really different than the way you teach in face-to-face. -face. So they had to adjust rapidly. And the students had to adjust as well. They're used to going into lecture or perhaps going to a laboratory and so on. Now, all of a sudden, instead of laboratory where their hands are doing the work, they're watching it on a video screen where one of the graduate assistants is, is conducting the experiment and they're watching it carefully to learn from that. So huge, huge transitions that we had to make, but we've made them. Our faculty are, are, are real troopers for it. The students have, have really you know, been resourceful in finding ways to, to adapt. Some students didn't have the technology. Um, our library, Dr. Johnson, our, the Dean of Library, was very uh, quick to respond and be able to check out laptops for students to use. 
um, uh, hotspots for them to use for internet access and so on. So we've made that transition. We hope we don't have to do it again in the fall. And uh, perhaps kind of the biggest disappointment is we're not having commencement in May. The students who graduate this semester may come back in December and we'll have sort of a double commencement in December, those who are graduating in fall semester as well as those who graduated in the spring. So that will be one big celebration, I'll tell you. But uh, for now, we're, we're, we have to keep our distance. We can't have a large group gathering, and so we're not doing commencement at this spring. As we kind of wind down our conversation today, uh, we started the semester with a, one of our biggest announcements ever, uh, which was the unveiling of the Ferguson College of Agriculture and the, tr the tremendous gift from the Ferguson family. Uh, talk about that, where that campaign stands, and obviously the, um, you know, everyone looking forward to the new building and all of that. Has any of that changed during all of this? Well, the way we're doing it has changed. Kind of the, the, the standard theme is the way we do things have changed, but we're still doing what we need to do. And so um, the New Frontiers is the name of our campaign to raise support for our new building, the new building for the college uh, will be located just catty corner from the current Ag Hall on campus, right there on the east side of Monroe over what's currently a parking lot. Uh, but the, uh, certainly the Ferguson announcement was a, a really special day and a lot of buildup to it. But, you know, the Ferguson family is just a tremendous family, just wonderful people, not because they gave us so much money, but because they're so committed to our mission. And I think that's the best part of this story is understanding who they are. These are wonderful giving people who have a big heart and who see really as a family, their mission is to help feed the world. And they found that the best way they can realize their family mission is to invest in our college, to invest in a public land grant agricultural research and education and extension program that we have here at OSU. So wonderful people and, and really they've, they've kind of reinforced what we see as our mission as well, that, that call to help feed the world. And so it, it really aligned wonderfully. And, and so we've been able to tell their story and in a way for people to understand what's behind it, but also what their vision is. They aren't investing in a college for us to be mediocre. They're investing in our college for us to be making a difference in the world, for us to be leading in agricultural research, education, and extension. And so it's been a huge boost, of course, on the fundraising. We're nearly 65% of the way towards our overall goal at $50 million for the building campaign. And of course, their $25 million investment in the campaign was a, a big shot in the arm for that. But we have others who are stepping up as well in a major way. And then the remainder of their gift will be a, a lasting legacy, an endowment to help support operations of the Ferguson College of Agriculture. You can find more resources at extension.okstate.edu. The site includes COVID-19 information, timely topics, fact sheets, and event details for both online events and events that have been canceled or postponed. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Inside OSU podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.